this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are doing a little bit of a recap on an episode we did just about this time last year about managing the pressure of Christmas as a mom. We're still managing the pressures around Christmas as moms. And some of the things have changed. Some things have not. I feel like every year I try different things. Can you hear that outside? There's a rooster and tractor. Okay. (laughs) Literally the rooster is like so loud to me. I'm glad you can't hear. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure like in the middle of the episode, it wasn't like, (laughs) you don't hear that? No. I really thought you were going to say cock-a-doodle-doo. No, I I acted it out. That's exactly how it sounds. So some things have gotten better and easier. Some things continue to be a struggle, but we just wanted to talk kind of candidly about what Christmas is like how to keep ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy amidst the pressure that we face as moms. Um, I know I shared last year and it's still the case. Most of the Christmas responsibilities in our family fall on me. One thing I've done better this year is I've really gotten more comfortable communicating that to my husband. And just a couple of weeks ago, I maybe it was even just last week, I said, hey, Christmas is coming and it all falls on me and I'm already stressed thinking about it. Maybe this was a couple weeks ago. And of course, my husband is, why are you stressed? What What do you want me to do? And I'm like, I don't even know what you can do. You're not going to make the spreadsheet. You're not going to, if I let you do the shopping for the kids, it's not going to work out <laughs> well for anyone. I don't even know what I would ask you to do, but I just, I'm just telling you, it feels like it's all on me and I feel stressed out. And so we just found ourselves in this funny place of him saying, I'm willing to help, but I don't know how. And then me realizing, I don't even know what I'm trying to communicate other than this is how I feel. Just be in the boat with me. I don't know what to do. So anyway, that's how the, you know, as soon as the weather starts to change here, I'm already wanting to listen to Christmas music. And then it hits like it's coming. I got to start preparing. I have a friend who she says, I start to feel that way. And because I know myself, I shop really early. So I saw her today and she said, I'm already almost done shopping. And I shop really early so that as it approaches, I'm not stressed out. Like I shop Mm -hmm. throughout the year. I have a stash and then it's not stressful. So that's always an option, but not something I've done. Tell me about 
when I was telling you our last conversation about my emotions and how I start to feel and mm-hmm. all of the things, you had some really good advice for me. Um, it kind of turned into a mini coaching session, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if you shared what you do, how you manage expectations, emotions, and then how you help <laughs> women like me who take all the pressure and the burden onto ourselves and then try to have this like, I, I almost feel like I have to not only make Christmas fun, I have to do the right gifts. I have to make everything perfect and memorable and special and intentional for everybody. And that's not necessarily always possible. Mm. So, yeah. And there's the pressure of like getting all the kids what they want and buying gifts. And I think like, there's so much pressure to like all of a sudden at Christmas, like you act like you have all the money in the world. You're not living by a budget. You don't have any other plans for your money, but to spend it on your children all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's just a lot of pressure. And, you know, you have a lot of kids. Um, I only have two, but yeah, there's just a lot we're managing emotionally. And like you said, a lot of times feeling like it's all on us, this the mom to mm-hmm. give our kids just the most amazing memories so that they grow up and they have amazing memories and they just loved their family and thought how amazing it was to grow up in this family. And none of those things are bad or wrong, but I think they just add to the pressure. And you're right. We did have like a little coaching session. I literally was like, uh, I transitioned in the conversation. I was like, is it okay if I coach you <laughs> a little bit right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're like, yes, which I will always say yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. What we were talking about specifically was that, you know, with that pressure of buying all the kids what they want, there's also the pressure of like, well, let me exchange the buying the presents for an experience. So now I'm kind of in this other corner of I have to buy this amazing experience for my family. Neither of them are wrong. Like you can go either way. It's just another pressure of like, oh, now I have to create this thing. (laughs) Like it's not necessarily less stress. It's maybe coming up against the consumerism and, you know, every kid's expectation that they get everything they want for Christmas. It's coming up some up against some things that maybe if you have a value system that doesn't fit into the normal Christmas present model, this would solve that but it's still pressure. And so what we were talking about and kind of like my perspective is I kind of bring the two together. Honestly, like we still buy presents for our kids. We have a a very low budget for each of them. Um, And we also do experiences. There is an in-between place. There is a middle place to live and all of these, like I'm either buying my kids everything they want and overspending, or I'm having this like very big experience for the whole entire family. We're going on a trip. We're doing something super special. Like it's costing us a lot of money. So I think where I generally land in life is in the middle. (laughs) Yes, you do. So kind of what we do is, is I focus more on how are we spending time together during the Christmas season? Mm -hmm. Like we're not doing school for a lot of December. So even like from things in my mind, it works like this after Thanksgiving, there's like I don't even know if it's true that there's four weeks until Christmas, but this is how my brain works. No, we've got four weeks. And mm-hmm. we generally just do a lot of like watching movies together at night, um, one day a week, you know, or if we're off of school and work, 
and we're taking a break, like right around actual Christmas, then we're like watching movies together a lot and we're playing games together and we're eating popcorn and we've got like, you know, maybe some special treats. And, but my mentality is more like, how can we spend time together? It's not necessarily how can we spend money together? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think for the mental burden part of it, because I will be like, okay, husband, tonight you are picking the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. child, you get to pick the movie we watch tonight. And because even picking a movie can be so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. One that everybody likes, that nobody's sick of. And you got to find what streaming service it's on. And you got to like, so I'll literally hand my phone to my kids with Netflix open or something and be like, here, you get to pick what movie we're watching. It's got to be on Netflix (laughs) because I'm not going to go find in the void of, you know, television land, this movie that you want. Like, here's an app, find a movie within that. Um, And so I am kind of just naturally outsourcing little things like that even, or like when we're going to put up the tree. Okay. Like, Actually, my husband really spearheads the decorating, which is kind of a bonus for me because then Mm -hmm. I can just join in. Um, And so I'll intentionally spearhead other things. So I feel like we are taking leadership on what we both enjoy. Mm -hmm. So even like for you, like if it's the Christmas season and everybody's at home and like your husband's, you know, in we're all in Christmas mode. It's like, okay, husband, like, what do you want to lead our family in? this yeah. year is it watching a movie is it putting a fire on and we all gather around the fire and tell story I don't know if you know, read a book I don't know <laughs> what's fun to you and mm-hmm. I think creating those experiences together as a family because to me the most important part is the time together the most important part is not doing something really special together like something that we wouldn't normally do even though that can be special. And the special part to me is not kids opening gifts, even though that can be special. The important part is that we're together. And I think that, you know, you hear like the stories of people that grew up poor, you know, whatever. And they're like, I lived in a room with four of my siblings and like, it was the most special thing. And like, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And yes, we were poor, but like, I have these relationships that I wouldn't have otherwise. Like it's always coming back to the most important thing is our relationships. So how do we cultivate relationship? Not how do we make Christmas really special? And yes, Mm -hmm. we are like celebrating Jesus. And, you know, like maybe you are doing something that's very specific, like the, what's it called? The Joshua tree? (laughs) Jesse tree. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Jesse tree. Like we did that a couple of years when my kids were little, where it's like you, every day you read a card and then that's, I started feeling like work and my husband started hating it. And so like <laughs> when it starts feeling like work mm-hmm. and you start to hate it, just drop it. Like permission mm-hmm. to just drop it and not do it, you know, like focus on the relationship part. And I don't remember if I said anything else to you. You'll have to remind me of what else I said <laughs> in our mini coaching session. No, I think, I think that is, yeah, it was just, I was thinking, because in the past we've tossed around the idea. And I think one year we did it, we said, we're going to do an experience instead of gifts. And then by experience, it was a vacation and it was like a pretty extravagant vacation for us financially at that time. And then I still, because I didn't really plan what it would feel like then to on Christmas morning, them not have anything to open. So I still bought gifts. So they actually got double and it wasn't that we went into debt or anything like financially, we were able to do that. So it was fine. But then (laughs) 
it just was a lot of work on on my part and very very stressful the wrapping the all of the things and then preparing for the actual trip which we did like the week after christmas i think just all the things you know it was making all the arrangements and lots of decisions within that decision that became anyway so i was saying like man i could do an experience again but i know myself and i still want them to have something to open mm. and because that's part of the fun and not that it has to be a ton of extravagant things. But when there's seven kids, no matter what, it feels like a lot, even if it's two things for each kid. Uh I've in the past always had to have like a spreadsheet and a budget and keep track of what I bought for whom and how much each thing costs so that I can somewhat keep it. Not that I've never tried to keep it equal, but I've tried to keep it somewhat fair. Uh And it's funny because some kids are easy to shop for. Like I could, with the same amount of effort, buy 10 gifts for one kid and then like one for the other, because I know exactly what the one would want and not any idea what to get for the other one who seems like they would have everything that they would, you know, teenagers are a different beast Uh Um, when they're not playing with things anymore. And they want like very specific style of clothes or gadgets or. um, So basically I was in this place of like, feeling like I had to do this big extravagant experience and presents or just a bunch of presents. And like, we're in a, just a different place financially than we have been the last few years with coming down to one income. And we just invested in this new, you know, the Airbnb was a lot of money was invested into that. And so we're kind of just in this like different season financially where we're comfortable, but we're not living in the excess <laughs> like uh-huh. we have the last couple of years. So it's like, we just have to be more careful and we can't be, you know, as extravagant this year. So anyway, um, all of that really helped me just took took the pressure off to like really even just go before the Lord and say, okay, what is the thing that, what is the experience or what is, what are the most important things that we can do for our family this year that doesn't have to look like it has in the past. It doesn't have to fit any certain mold and we've, of course, got two kids that are grown and out of the house, five still at home, ranging in ages from six to 23. So even finding the time when everybody can be here to watch a movie is like, that doesn't really happen um, unless we're super intentional and have to plan w- well in advance because people have lives and significant others and jobs and all of those things. So it was just really good. It brought me to a place of just feeling peace at whatever we decide to do, it's going to be more about us being together than anything. And we are what makes the memories. And it's, um, it's funny this week at the youth group, the kids youth group, where I, you know, I go and I, I help out. Um, one of the questions he asked in his sermon, which had nothing to do with Christmas, he was saying, what do you leave behind when (laughs) he was, I don't know, this is so random. He was talking about how sheep, when they poop, their poop is very nutrient dense. The, uh, it's going to make sense. I'll connect the dots. So <laughs> the, their poop is so nutrient dense that then the grass from the sheep poop grows like more dense and healthy and lavish so that when they come back to land where they've been before, it's like better grass for them to graze on. And so he was saying like, what do you leave behind? What what's What do you leave after someone's been with you or been in your presence. And so I was thinking about that with Christmas, like, what are we leaving behind? And it's funny. I mean, he was talking about in terms of integrity and all those things, but I was thinking like, as a mom, 
the most important thing that we leave behind is truly the memories and how our kids felt when they were with us. And the feeling, I don't ever want my stress or my taking too much pressure on myself. Everyone feels that when I'm in that mode. Ask yeah. my kids or my husband, when I'm in that mode of, oh my goodness, mom's got to make everything happen. Everyone feels it and no one is having fun. Not mm-hmm. me, especially not them. And so the most important thing is for me to really take inventory of where am I internally and how can like I be at such peace and rest in my soul that that's what pours out so that when my kids are with me, especially this time of year, but really always when what I'm leaving behind is peace and joy and Uh all the warm fuzzies and mom feels safe and like mom feels like home, not mom feels like frantic. And I can't wait to get in another room because if I'm around her one more second, (laughs) I don't know. I hope they don't feel that way. No one's ever communicated that, but I do know I can feel when myself, when I start to spiral in that, like, oh my gosh, I've got, I've got this and this and this and this and this. So part of what I'm trying to do is just really make sure I'm taking the time for self-care, for taking like that inward, like how am I managing me? And I really feel like even, I mean, some things it's just like God's given us free will and we can make decisions and we can do whatever with the resources he's given us. But I feel like a lot of times we don't invite him in to the decisions like this and really say like, what, what's your dream for our family this holiday? What, would you have us do? What are the memories? What are the things you would want to like, what do you have? And how can we partner with you to make this year so, so, so special and so memorable? So it doesn't get lost in like this blur of like every other year. How can this Christmas be so special? And we've really just kind of in the last year been through some stuff with our family, just some traumatic things, not necessarily in relationship with one another, a little bit of that with just strengthening things that over the years have been broken, repaired, need strengthened more with kids and parents and kids and each other, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just really want this year to be, to feel unique and, yeah. and it to really revolve around, like you said, relationship and with Jesus at the very center. So yeah. When I was thinking about like when you were talking, there's so many intentions that we can have about creating family memories. And, you know, when I was talking about living in the middle, like if we go back to the dial method, like the one is the least you can do, the 10 is the most you can do. Like for me, an extravagant experience somewhere with our family would be a 10, but like watching the movie together is like, you know, a four or something, maybe a three. (laughs) And that it's okay to be in the middle, like on, and you can even like, let's say you have a really high value for baking cookies together every Christmas. And that's just like a big tradition in your family. And like, you've always, you did it growing up and you want your kids to do it. Let's say this year, you can't do it from scratch. Like that's the 10 experiences where you're like, everything's out in the kitchen on all the tables and there's all the things and all the ingredients and the sprinkles and the cookie cutters and all the things. Maybe you cannot like manage that this year. But you could do a lesser version of that. You could buy, dare I say, store-bought cookies. <laughs> dare you say it? But you, you could still it. create <laughs> you could still create the memory of baking cookies together, but you could do it on a lesser level. Like you could do it a little bit easier this year. One thing that we did with our kids, we've done with our kids for maybe the past two or three years, at least with my oldest, is we've said like, Hey, we've literally said, this is how much money 
we're spending on Christmas this year for each of you, like, or for you, for you, child, do you want that money to do something specific with that you have in mind? It's not enough to buy this like dream thing that you're dreaming about. Do you want the money to continue saving for that thing? Or do you want me to buy you presents? Like I've literally Mm -hmm. just asked, like, what's more important to you? And my oldest, every single time he wants that cash and he has saved it and he's bought his own stuff. And that's like really luxurious Mm -hmm. and important to him to get that $400 thing or that stuff, you know, whatever, like he's going to save all his money. He's going to save all his money to get the thing. And my younger child, she wants all the gifts. She wants all the presents. Actually, Mm -hmm. last year, I think she asked her half and half. And she was like, can I have half the money? And so I can spend it on things I want when we're like out and about. And like, you know, she's not begging me for things. She's got her own cash. And then can you buy me other gifts? And another thing is that we've prioritized a little bit is like stockings. (laughs) I don't know, like Mm -hmm. stockings can have just like a fun, a lot of fun little things in it. And like, it is one of those opportunities to get your kids a lot of different things. And it feels like they're opening a lot of different things, but it's not actually like in a box. And so stockings have become like a thing in our family. And if you are somebody who's fortunate to have extended family, a lot of times also your kids are getting gifts from extended family, like at least grandparents Mm -hmm. usually, Um, not always. I know that's not always the case, but if we're also taking the responsibility off of just us as the parents to provide all the gifts, there is an opportunity to let other people like, oh yeah, they are getting gifts from other people, like one or two at least, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's not like they're just getting what, I don't know. It just, it relieves the burden just a little bit for me, at least mentally and allowing other people to be part of it and not feel like mm-hmm. I have to be the Santa Claus <laughs> gift dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think sometimes we're operating also out of like our own perceived woundedness. It might not even be actual wounds, but like if when you were younger, maybe you had friends who got everything they asked for and they got the name brand clothes and they got this toy and that toy and Nike shoes and blah, 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 blah. And you didn't get the thing, like all the things. And then you're like, well, I want my kids to have better than what I had, or I want them to have more. Like sometimes we operate out of our own, like whatever our experience was, we want to overcompensate and do above and beyond because we want to redeem whatever when mm-hmm. really we're, we're just fine with, you know, the Walmart sweatpants that we got and doesn't really matter if they had the Nike swoosh on them or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, that's not my actual situation. I'm just making it up. But yeah, so what we landed on this year, and actually I got this idea from friend of mine at our homeschool co-op, she said, we do a trip, but it's just like low key. It's a relaxing, not over the top. Like we're not going to Disney world, low key trip and stockings. And when she said that to me, it was like this amazing peace. I could feel it starting to settle in just as she said the words. And I'm like, what if we could do that? What if we could do like, just like a short little mini trip and stockings, stockings, is not overwhelming because only so much can fit into stockings. It's true. And then it's not about how much I don't have no spreadsheets. 
It's going to be literally, I'll probably have the stockings hung up in my closet when they're, you know, I'll, I'll do one at a time or whatever. When they're full, they're, we're done. And it's going to be, I'm actually excited. I'm excited. I booked the trip. Everything's done. And all I have to do is stuff stockings. And then of course, like from our set, from our coaching session, this is what I'm like. I also, am. we have a family group chat. I'm going to ask in there, okay, what, what is the memory you want to make this Christmas season? Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do? What's important to you? I know some of them are going to be like, I want to go ice skating. Somebody's going to say, I want to make cookies. I want to have hot chocolate and watch a movie. But I want to be really intentional about making sure those things happen. The the things that are almost free, if not free. Um, And that'd be like just as important as our little mini four-day trip, which they don't know, of course, anything about that yet. But um, I yeah. love that too. Like I, I feel like I've heard from teenagers lately, just being around friends that have teenagers, that sometimes kids care about things that we're not expecting. And to them, Christmas means or Thanksgiving means or whatever holiday means something that we would be like, what? Like I heard a friend's child be like, you're not making the sweet potato pie. Or I don't even remember <laughs> if that's what it was, but it was like something like that. I mean, he was like, how could you do this to me? This is uh-huh. like why I love Thanksgiving. And she was like, I had no idea. who knew that you even noticed yeah that happened to me last year one of the kids was like we were going to friends for thanksgiving and one of the kids is like well are you going to make your corn casserole like i don't know we're guests at these other people's house so i don't know if we'll have corn casserole well you have to make your corn casserole like we have to take the ingredients with us so you can make your corn casserole i can't have thanksgiving without your corn casserole i'm like of all the things i've made who cares about corn casserole? This this child did, which is really funny. But yeah, so that was, I think, the great value that I, I got out of our out of our impromptu coaching session was to make sure that no matter what, the gift, and I've noticed this the kids get older, sometimes a change of scenery, and it doesn't have to be an extravagant vacation. It could just be, you know, doing something for the day that's not in the house. But a change of scenery does something with the older kids and their relationships and the bonding that happens when we have been on a trip together is really special, especially as we've had the kids that have moved out. We're not together for days at a time. You know, they don't come and have like slumber parties for a week or for even, they don't actually ever have slumber parties. (laughs) So it's like they're, they're in town. So there's not like a reason for them to come and spend the night. They just pop in and pop out. So to go on like an overnight, you know, kind of thing, it really does bring that closeness back in together, which we really value and cherish more and more as they, as they all get older. Mm. Yeah. You know, we can't think of how many Christmases we have left with them as they're still in our house. Cause it's just too depressing. It's yeah. It's really, really depressing. It does make you though really want to make sure you're prioritizing what you value and what they mm-hmm. value. And I think even asking them like, hey, what's important to you this Christmas that we do together as a family or that we experience? Like it is also just teaching them how to use their voice and to hear what they want and what's important to them and what they value and making them think about it. Like, mm-hmm. what do I value? What do I want to do this Christmas? Let me think about it. You know, what's important to me? And, you know, even sharing like, We want to prioritize relationship with each other. We want to prioritize being together. So what is important to you that we can do that would be together and 
that you would really feel like you had a a memory made. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're all figuring it out every single year and it'll just keep morphing and changing as our kids get older and priorities change or seasons change and money availability changes, goes up and down. It is okay to be on a budget. And I want to like really stress that you do not have to feel bad if you're using your money in other places that ultimately it's probably for your family. (laughs) It's probably either giving them food or shelter or, you know, something. And so don't feel bad about that. Um, Don't feel bad about saying, you know, you don't want to buy presents for your entire extended family because you're on a budget. Like just be okay saying you're on a budget this year and you need to do things differently. So. Anyway, that's for someone. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. Well, at the co-op, when I was talking to the moms about like the Christmas pressure and all everyone, it was literally like moths to a flame. As soon as we started talking about the pressure in Christmas, everyone was chiming in. Everyone wanted to share. And one mom was like talking about how for the extended family and nieces and nephews and siblings and grandparents and step-grandparents and all the things and wanting to do something intentional and special and not having a big budget, but then wanting to do something that's really thoughtful. And I'm like, oh man, like I feel it coming from you. Like it just, I'm like, what if your kids did some kind of like an artwork thing and you just got a print made like at Walgreens for like a couple of dollars and then printed, like had it framed for everybody. Something like permission granted to be creative and also duplicate something for multiple people if if it works. <laughs> so we might be doing some of that. That's um, great. Or have like a white elephant gift. Everybody has to buy something under $10 or we draw names. And so we're only buying something for one yes. person. You know, like yeah. we do that. Well, it's funny too, as the kids get older and now like the teenagers, they all want to do presents for their friends. They want to buy presents for all their besties. And mom, do you want me to use my money or could you help me pay for like these 10 friends that I really love and we're going to do a gift exchange and I really, really want to bless them and they're so... And I find things in my Amazon cart that I did not put in my Amazon cart that are apparently the gifts for all these besties. Like, y'all are crazy. (laughs) You just wait. Yeah. Man, that's when you're like, um, let me give you something so you can earn money. Oh yeah. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Well, what what happened was I went to buy something off Facebook Marketplace and I didn't have cash. So I'm like, okay, give me your cash and then I'll buy the things in your Amazon in my Amazon cart that you put there. <laughs> so that's what we did. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we hope that you guys all you wonderful moms out there and any dads, if we have any listening, have a wonderful Christmas with your kids this year that you feel not maybe as stressed as last year that you let go of some pressure that you've been holding on to and that you really do. Like Liz said, just let God speak into it and lead you and don't be afraid to do something different or something that doesn't make sense or something that no one else is doing or something that doesn't feel as traditional do what you value and decide what that is and do things that align with that. So we love you guys. We hope that you have a Merry Christmas and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, 
visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.